This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I love my HBCU And boy I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man I hope my team they won one 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with the hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington still out on assignment. He said he'll be here, though. We're going to be checking on him. We'll see if there's something about the luggage. Uh, I'm not sure, but the, the other professor said he'd be in. So you know what we do. We just go get the cleanup, man. Switch hitter, all utility guy, clinical professor A.D. Drew. And then you know I have my mind, my man, man, my main man, Charles Bishop in the house. So welcome to episode 344 inside the HBC Sports Lab, radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports, from institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, which share insights and information on the HBC sports culture. HBCU Athletic Aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU Athletic Programs in the business of HBCU Sports. As we like to call it, just the HBCU Sports Pedagogy. With that being said, I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios. But actually, this time, our home studios happen to be on the road mm. as we are here in Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl. That's the 2020 22 Cricket, wireless, celebration bowl. We're here in the Omni getting it done so you can see that we kind of have the same format in terms of our rooms there. But we have AD Drew be coming in tomorrow. So um, we've been getting around, making sure we pick up a media crest, make sure we can get all your information you need. Uh, Charles been getting around to practice. Uh, but it really starts off tomorrow where we'll bring you Radio Row. So we'll have Different coverages. We should have different folks going back and forth to give you some media row coverage. And then some of us will head over to actual stadium and go through the walkthrough as they traditionally have uh, with uh, what they call a practice. But it's really just a walkthrough uh, where they have a little bit of fun before they actually do um, real practice where they've done somewhere else. Um, come back and relax, eat dinner and get their mind right for the game. Uh, yesterday they were over at the Coca-Cola. A world where they had an opening dinner, had some fun. Um, and then tonight they have the champions dinner, which is always nice. It's over there at the College Hall of Fame, uh, literally right next door to Omni. So as soon as we get off here, we're going to go over there. Last year, if you remember, we actually shot it uh, from the uh, College World, College Hall of Fame. 
this year we want to do something a little different. We might sneak back in there and give you some of that love next year for those that didn't see it a year ago. But uh, we're just switching around and get some things. With that being said, let me ask Charles Bishop, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Doc. I mean, it has been a busy day. I've been out at uh, Jackson State's practice. I've been uh, embedded with them. Uh, they were, uh, of course, the NFL career uh, careers in the NFL forum this morning. So it's been a, a pretty busy day. But, um, you know, not to worry. Jackson State Tigers are locked in for this game. Um you know, I tell you what, these guys are really excited to be here. They're really enjoying all the red copper festivities that have been rolled out. And uh, once we finish this show, we'll head over to the banquet tonight and uh, uh, take take part in that a little bit there. So it's going to be fun. Enjoying it. Well, you know, they said we're in the lab. We're on the road. It's time to go to work. So I put on my lab jacket stethoscope to make sure, you know, temperature, if you need me to check it, let me know anybody's feeling faint, uh, things like that, you know, I, I can at least check it. I don't know what I can do with it, give you a report. I can check it. Mm -hmm. So just let me know. With that being said, let me go to AD, Drew. What's your thoughts? How's everything going for you right now? As busy as you guys are who are already boots on the ground, uh, I'm busy in my home office and home studio getting things ready so that I can hit the road tomorrow afternoon and head up there, not only to do some of the obligations that I have for us here at the Black College Sports Network, but also for some of the obligations that I have for the operation of the Celebration Bowl itself. So uh, just trying to balance my time, make sure all of that uh, occurs while still taking care of the necessities that I've got to do around how the house and everything. So good points, good points there. Um fascinating news today and a little bit before we get into it. And I'll let you share your thoughts on what the news of the day is and a lot of different directions you can go in terms of uh what news you want to speak of in terms of what's going on there. Uh but this one is not necessarily directly uh, about HBCUs, if you would, but uh, certainly will affect HBCUs. NCA announced and almost, you know, it got quiet, so we should have known something different was happening uh, as NCA was looking for the presidents. And obviously it was a big deal when it first came on the table, but it got radio silence. But guess what? The NCA has announced Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker as next president. You say, well, that's not a big deal, Dr. Cavill. Um, they, you know, said they were going to get another president. They got a president. Well, this is a different framework. Um, and you heard a little bit about the fact that they may go in a different directions, but most people thought if they were going to go in a different direction, that it may have been somebody from more of a professional ranks. When I say professional ranks, I'm talking about professional sports ranks. You know, would it come somebody from a general manager of a football-type franchise, somebody uh, – VP, president at that level, maybe even out of the NFL office, somebody from that side. Um, because the reason why that would be so different, much like this, is previously all of the past presidents have been presidents of universities. Mm -hmm. And when I say president, it could be presidents and chancellors. So they tend to come from the academic institution and have traveled to academic rank. Well, this is totally different. This is a governor. Um, his previous experience uh, is actually coming from uh, the health field in terms of climbing up that rank before he decided to turn into a politician. And his only sporting context is the fact that he plays sports in college. His wife plays sports in college um, and his children play sports, I think, namely football in terms of that specific sport they play in terms of children. So that was quite different when you look at it. So I'm going to ask you all, just based on what I said, how do you feel about that? You know, what directions do you think that will take for the NCAA and more importantly for HBCUs? Do you have any inclination of what this may mean just off the hearing it, Charles? Uh, it almost uh, sounds sort of lobbyist, sort of uh, uh, if you take a look at it from that standpoint, uh, because NIL is going to be a huge part I believe of the NCAA's future going forward. And if you uh, bring somebody in from uh, maybe a, a politics side, you know, uh, an individual who has the ability to uh, speak to multiple 
uh, state legislatures in regards to uh, the framework of how um, this NIL should look going forward. It'll be interesting to see what what he brings to the table in that regards, because that to me, uh, I, I almost looked at it from a standpoint of, uh, you know, lobbying firms, they, they go out and they get hired guns, people who have been, uh, you know, quote unquote, uh, in the trenches, if you will, with regards to uh, legislation and things of that nature. So that was the first thing I kind of thought. Uh, I love the point. Great points. Didn't quite think about that, but you're exactly right. Um, politics, lobbyists, they tend to go hand in hand, mm -hmm. uh, whether you like it or not. Hey, Drew, what were your thoughts when you heard this announcement? Well, uh, and that was an excellent point, Charles, but I'm going to take it from the political world. You know, one thing that, especially if you're a governor, in order to get any type of legislation done for your state, especially legislation that you want to get done, you have to have the ability to work across the aisle and not only work across the aisle, work with different sects within the, the, the two major parties, both the Democrat and the Republican Party. Well, let's take a look at the NCAA on that framework. You've got the P5 set, which is out, out there on its own and, and talking about breaking away and doing its own thing. So you've got those people that you have to, to deal with on the P5 level. Then you've got the, the bit majors or the group of five, depending on which sport it is, you've got to deal with them. Then you've got the people who, who fall down, down the line further, your division twos and your division threes. So as a governor, he has to deal with all different types of things. He's got to deal with the uh, he's got to deal with the education department. He's got to deal with the uh, justice uh, with the attorney general, and he's got to deal with the uh, the state senators, the state representatives. He's got to deal with all different kind of people in order to get things done. So maybe having someone who has that familiarity on how to get people who don't like each other potentially and don't like to talk about these things to get them into the same room and get them to realize nobody's going to win what will but what will it take to make you happy and and there's a difference in you winning and getting everything and you just getting what you need to make you happy and to make you comfortable so we can pass this legislation on so that, that's just kind of how I feel about it. There's a different type of framework that I uh, I see in this uh, selection. I like it. I think it's appropriate um, from both of those perspectives that you share of what we may be able to expect moving forward. But it's certainly something to make sure we keep our eye on. Um, I'm sure that I've already heard from many of the commissioners and ADs. They were just as surprised when they saw it. Um, so that lets you know some things there that they weren't quite sure that it was going to come from this perspective. So be interesting uh, I, I, as we go can, forward. Can I ask you a question, Doc, quickly on that? Sure. Who, who, who votes on that? Is that the presidents of the universities who make that final decision? How is that? I'm just curious. How is that final decision made? Because I, yeah, I didn't get deep into that deep into it. Yeah, it's the presidents that make the decisions, but it was the committee um, and the, Baylor the president was the chair of that committee. Okay. Um, and so they carried out the perspective of the presidents and chancellors that are members of NCA Division One, uh, or NCA in period. So you have all Division Three, Division Two, II, Division Ones that served on the committee. Most of the folks from Division One is they carried weight in terms of that looks like. But yeah, that was who supported this move in terms of as they move forward. Um, so it, it'll just be interesting to see moving forward. Obviously, uh, without a doubt, there is a lot of changing spaces. That's what Charles alluded to in terms of what that looks like. As you alluded to, what does that mean moving forward? So I think right now uh, we won't get a lot of answers, but as we kind of move forward and people dig, uh, we'll probably get a little more framework of what was the committee's thoughts in terms of moving forward. And then we can come back and share that a little more. But I did want to get it on the table because that's what we do on this show. We bring it be, be above and beyond of just the sports in terms of what we see on the field and on the playing surfaces, obviously in the classroom, but we look at it from a business perspective, which means we got to look at it from the governance structure uh, as well in terms of what takes place here. With that, I'm gonna turn it back over to you and I'll see what's on your mind. What has you uh, thinking twice, uh, big news out there. 
I don't know what direction you're going to go, Charles, but I want to see what some of the big news that kind of chuckled you. I know it was going around the lobby yeah. of the eateries as we were right here where folks were yeah. like, huh? it was yeah. a wild Wednesday, if you would call it that. Wild Wednesday, if you will, a huge news coming out of Greensboro uh, is North Carolina a t They have decided to part ways with their head coach, Sam Washington. Uh, that dropped uh, yesterday, and that was – uh, huge news uh, going around the HBCU circles in regards to uh, North Carolina a t Now, uh, moving forward uh, with a, a head coaching search, uh, interestingly enough, I saw Sam Washington here. Uh, he's participating uh, in the uh, Celebration Bowl uh, uh, Parade of Champions, if you will, banquet tonight. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, get an opportunity to see him and chat with him a little bit tonight. But uh, not only do you have that, but Delaware State, they've named a head coach, uh, Lee Hall who's offensive coordinator at Howard. He'll be going up to Delaware State. Uh, so those are huge news, you know, in terms of, of, of movement going on in the head coaching ranks. And, of course, we've got guys getting in the transfer portal as well. North Carolina NT's uh, stud running back, Rasul Tutin, he's entering the transfer portal. Devon Sterling, he's getting entering the transfer portal from Tennessee State. Miles Crowley, he's entering the transfer portal from uh, Alabama State, and then, of course, we all know after the Celebration Bowl, uh, we're going to see quite a few Jackson State players getting in the transfer portal as well. So, got a lot of movement going on over the next uh, few days. Yeah, it's be interesting. And not to be outdone, you may see some folks from North Carolina Central in the transfer portal, uh, but I have things flying around me. I got sources that are sending me all kinds of stuff. I hadn't got a chance to check it, so I will not report it. But uh, once I check it out, I'll make sure that they get into the lab listeners. But it is wild, wild Wednesday. Now, uh, Thursday, Thursday, in terms of the news out there, it is one of those weekends, and there may be more to come because I've heard so much information, I don't even know where to start to give it to you. With that being said, what we can report, A.D. Drew, uh, what has you excited after – Charles just did a great dump of information in regards to <laughs> the out there that has his mind spinning and rolling appropriately. You know, what are your last thoughts before we go into this first break? Man, what a year it's been for A&T, man. I mean, you lost – let's see, your track coach left you? Basketball coach uh, just before the beginning of the season? You've uh, parted ways with your football coach and – you know, we heard we heard the news about Ross Jr. coming out uh this week. I mean, oh, even though he's even though he's no longer at AT, you know, we we still love him in the HBCU ranks with the possible three year sus- uh, suspension. So wow, I mean AT and then you move you moving conferences that uh and, and, and anyway, I'm 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 gonna lay off for of AT. Let me get to some po- <laughs> let's quick let me get to some quick positive news, man. And uh, I don't think you guys reported on this uh, last couple of shows, but I wanted to hit uh, three HBCU players uh, were named to the AFCA uh, first and second team on the Division right. Two level. Uh, yes. Luper Dedellis of Benedict, first team uh, defensive lineman. Jada Byers of Virginia Union was, was the first team running back. And the second team running back was Emmanuel Wilson, of Fort Valley State. So uh shout out of the 50 players, uh first and second team, 25 on each team. That's just your 22 position players, your two uh your two kicking specialists, and then a special teams player. You know, out of those 50 players, we had three HBCU players. So uh congratulations to those young gentlemen for receiving those uh, honors from the coaches association. Great stuff, great stuff. But you buried the lead, A.D. Drew. I figured you'd come out with this, but I'll do it for you. You're so kind. I understand you don't like to toot your own horn. Celebration Bowl live broadcast tomorrow night. Come out, get you something to drink and eat, and listen to the team uh, do the BCSN game time. That's Atlanta's best Caribbean food at Mango's. You've heard us run the commercials. Now, if you've seen a commercial like me, you get excited when you see those commercials and you want to try out the food. Well, this is your opportunity to have both food, music, and some fun listening to the gentleman here bringing some news. I, I have duty to be at the Swag Hall of Fame, so I might try to get over there later, but I'm certainly going to uh, bring you some news of what's going on as I virtually zoom in to give you my updates as we like to do it. Uh, bring it back up so make sure people that are coming in or in around this area, they can get the address in case 
they don't do it, I'm gonna do you like Ralph Cooper, like did me. He said, Say it again, say it slow, say it slow. So make sure you pull it up. <laughs> so you can see some people's eyesight's are slow. They gotta go grab the pen, whatever, make sure they get the information. Uh, so people on the phone instead of the iPad. <laughs> yeah. One eight zero, that's one hundred and eighty, Auburn Avenue. Any Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30303. Uh, that is Friday, tomorrow, December the 16th, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Come over there and make the gentleman proud. Make sure you set up, show him some love. Let's get out there and do this. This gives us a chance to do more broadcasts. We're going to do our show live, but we're working to make sure we got this done so we didn't quite have this one ready. But as we move forward next season, you'll see us plan to do more live shows. Uh, tailgate-wise, in terms of different games over the years, we're planning that now as we look into next year. So this is a way to kind of jumpstart that. Next year, we're also likely to do our show uh, live in conjunction with the game time uh, of what that looks like. So as we continue to move forward, uh, we'd love to see your support, if not financially, obviously, in terms of your body, just like what you do on the show um, checking us out and giving us updates. So with that being said, we kind of had a first good long quarter, as you probably will see tomorrow, uh, in terms of uh, what we do in the morning all day. As we said, Radio Row, check this out in the morning. Cut your radio or put your earphones as you're in the office or if you're in your room as you're getting ready. Uh, go ahead and make sure you check us out on Radio Row uh, as we will do our thing tomorrow morning. Um, but then tomorrow night, get out there and, again, uh, Get some love as we get it done for the game time show. Let's get into our first break. We'll be right back after this break. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Merrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson, like really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna laugh, and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. I don't wanna do it. This is Dr. Ville inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bitch. Mike Washington's out on assignment, so we have AD Drew breaking down the news. I did want to sneak in a little bit of the basketball. Um, in terms of what's going on here, we, we need to make sure that we're acknowledging what's taking place in the MEAC with Norfolk. Obviously, we've shined a lot of great light on Jackson State women, what they did in the tournament, well-deserved. But you had quietly, you have Norfolk State 9-2. Uh, and two. They're almost at 10 wins before they start conference play. That That is quite amazing. And they played a pretty solid conference schedule. And they're just beating everybody that comes in their way. Uh, in terms of what goes on. So they had a great November, and now they're uh, having a solid 
uh, December start. So kudos to them as they are nine and two on the season thus far as they continue uh, to get things done in terms of what that looks like. Speaking of basketball, uh, we have Chris Paul uh, to become an HBCU graduate. He will be a Winston-Salem State alumni in terms of what's going on. And what's beautiful about this, he gets to partake in the commencement ceremonies. Uh, he'll be there on Friday uh, after, as you know, the future Hall of Fame guard. Chris Paul has been a supporter of HBCUs for a long time. Friday, he will become a graduate of one. After years of supporting HBCU causes on and off the court, Chris Paul is the final set to graduate from one. The future basketball Hall of Fame, as we said, current Phoenix Suns guard, will take part in the commencement ceremonies at Winston-Salem State on Friday morning. The 37-year-old has a busy schedule ahead of him as the Suns are due to play. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers at Staples Centers on Thursday night. That's tonight. Uh, he will then hop on a plane and travel 3,000 miles to receive his bachelor's degree in communications. Uh, and then, obviously, just 24 hours later, the second annual Boost Mobile Chris Paul HBCU Challenge will take place in Las Vegas as four HBCUs, Hampton University, North Carolina A&T, Texas Southern University, and Norfolk State will battle it out at the MGM Grand over the weekend. We had a chance to have lunch with the VP of Athletics, Kevin Granger, who is here, and uh, he has his meetings with the SWAC. Obviously, he had the faculty athletic representatives there today carrying out their meetings as they were getting their charge and getting the update of the conference. Um, they all tell me that uh, Charles has strong and positive things. The conference, as he said to the open media, is headed in a very positive direction. One of the things, the way that he measures positive uh, movement for the conference is financially. Everything is financially healthy and um, at the best aspects of where the conference has seen uh, financial revenue coming into it ever before uh, in terms of what that looks like. So that's amazing. I bring that up because Kevin Granger will be flying out tomorrow. I'm staying around to make sure I can give you updates of Saturday Celebration Bowl, and then I fly out. I will be in Las Vegas. So I'm putting in overtime. As we said, that's why I put on the lab jacket and the work. I'll be there. Uh, in terms of being able to catch those games on Sunday uh, to, to give the updates in terms of MGM Grand. So I can give you some pictures and updates of what that looks like and tell you about the tournament as I'm fascinated to see some of these matchups. I am a little bit disappointed. I was hoping to see Texas Southern and Norfolk State play. Mm. You know, two of the stalwarts of HBCUs, not to say Hampton and North Carolina A&T, uh, haven't been doing what they need to do, very solid programs. Um, but the way it sets up, Texas Southern Norfolk State will play those two teams. And the running joke is that Norfolk State and Hampton have to go some thousands of miles away <laughs> to play each other, obviously not in conferences. And they do tend to play each other in non-conference matchups now. Uh, but now, instead of playing at the Scope uh, in Hampton, uh, if you would, in terms of Hampton University, they're actually going to Las Vegas to play. And the way they sets up is Texas Southern Norfolk will play North Carolina and North Carolina, North Carolina A&T and Hampton and vice versa. So those two teams won't play each other. So that's the only thing uh, that I'm like, oh, that would have been sweet in terms of yeah. adding a little more candy to it. But with that being said, uh, pretty cool matchup in terms of that. Let me get your quick thoughts um, as we'll release the poll um, in terms of the bands, the marching sport. But it was frozen, so a lot of matchups. And so as you give me your thoughts on the basketball side of things, also give me your thoughts in terms of the marching pole. If you go ahead and pull that up, A.D. Drew, for those that may have forgot, it was frozen for last week. So your matchups for this Celebration Bowl will be top five matchups, if you would, between number three, specifically North Carolina Central, Sound Machine will be – featured against the number one Jackson State, Sonic Boom of the South. Uh, so it's fascinating to see that you have a top five matchup. Um, and it'll be interesting where you've seen a great deal of competition from the Sonic Boom of the South, but not as much competition to North Carolina Central. Will that hurt them in this matchup, if you would, in regards to what that looks like? As we said, part of marching sport is the competition. So we'll see. What that looks like when we got a top five, really three versus one or one versus three, I should say, in terms of the Celebration Bowl. Um, and they'll start tomorrow night. 
Well, they'll have a little pregame battle of the band, if you would, tomorrow night featuring um, these two bands as they start things off before they showcase everything on Saturday. So between the basketball tournament matchups as we get into the round ball uh, and obviously between the marching sport, uh, from that perspective, Charles, what are your thoughts on either or both of those? I mean, uh, it's been a robust uh, a basketball season thus far. We've had some uh, some teams do very, very well. Uh, you know, uh, traditionally, uh, it's been a rough go uh, until you can get into conference play. But uh, when I think about Norfolk State's women, uh, they, they've done a tremendous job. Grambling State's men uh, got multiple upsets out there. Uh, most SWAC teams have a, a signature uh, out-of-conference win thus far going into uh, tournament play. Uh, I'm sorry, going into conference play. So uh, it, it's it's been different. And you can see the the, the growth of HBC basketball and in terms of what they've been able to do out of conference uh, this, uh, you know, this November and December. So looking forward to it. And, you know, if we're talking bands. You know, Jimmy Wilson gets on me all the time about, you know, whether somebody is battle tested or not. I just don't see where Central is battle tested. That three and going up against Sonic oh, Boom. Uh, swag versus Miag, man. <laughs> give, give me a football game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 80 Drew, man, save this man here, man, for all the band heads come after you. want to talk a little bit about basketball or you want to go to marching sports? Which direction you want to go in this? Charles, I'm supposed to be the one who says the off-the-wall comment whenever I right. think on the show. Exactly. Save yourself. Right? Save yourself, man. Uh, let, let me start off with the basketball first, and I'll be brief on uh, both of these. Uh, which, one, which one is the basketball conference again? The SWAC or the BAC? I always thought the BAC was the basketball conference. Mm. of our HBCUs, but not this year. It's like mm-hmm. the SWAC is, at least on the men's side, It, like you said, Charles, getting those signature wins. Uh, the only thing that still leaves me to pause is, yeah, we, we've gotten a few Power 5 wins, but we haven't really done a, done a lot against the big majors. You know, those, the, that, those teams that we need to beat in order to get our conference rating up so that we can get out that uh that playing game or that number 16 uh seed. So mm-hmm. yeah, we 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 get up for the big games, but we need to we as a conference, we've got to get up for all the games. Same thing, same thing on the BX side. Now Norfolk State women, the the Jackson State women from last year. That's that's the best thing I could. They're they're a story of their own. I hope they can continue that ride through the uh through the BAC, and it'd be interesting to see if they sweep through the BAC like Jackson State did last year on the women's side. And Dr. Camille, I've got a question uh, for the band evaluation. Normally, you don't have a event like this too often where you have a battle of the bands on the Friday night, and then, of course, you don't have your zero, your halftime, and, and your fifth quarter during the game. Will tomorrow night's battle of the band be a part of the final ranking since this is a championship matchup. Will that go into determining who our band national champion will be? So instead of having three separate, uh, three separate uh, events, now they have four events in which to be judged on. Absolutely correct. I'm glad you mentioned that because I failed to get it out there. But that's why I said it and meant to say that. Um, and so you threw me a fastball. Yes, uh, this will be incorporated in terms of the traditional zero quarter, halftime, and fifth quarter. Now you get that Friday night battle. And so it tips off that night. So you got to bring it to make sure that you get the total score. And it's appropriate when you're talking about essentially for a HBC marching sport championship, if you would. Uh, for 2022, the second one that we've done as part of Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab to remind everybody Southern, the human jukebox won it last year in 2021. This year, uh, we have a battle uh, with the top teams, uh, if you would, in terms of these margin sports going at it. So it'll be fascinating to see what's going on. Shout out to the human jukebox, as I know they got their own apparel deal 
uh, just the other day that came out in terms of, uh, of what that looks like. So that was pretty exciting. I've been pushing for that for a while in terms of us understanding of how we extend that brand value. Mm -hmm. To some degree, I would like it to be the same apparel deal, but I think having an own apparel deal is better than not having one at all, obviously. Yeah, I just want to ask one other question. Uh, you got Alabama State sit at, sitting at number two. Obviously, they don't have another battle. I'm just curious, and let the lab listeners know, is there a path forward where Alabama State could wind up being number one, say, if Central were to defeat Jackson State? Or will it, will it be on, the, on this head-to-head matchup? I think people may uh, be curious about that. Another good question. And, yes, absolutely. Uh, depending on if it's a close battle with somehow North Carolina Central coming out on top, which a major upset, uh, it could either not drop Sonic Boom down enough where they can remain in number one. You have that going on. It could be an overwhelming battle uh, by the marching machine where North Carolina Central gets it done and they jump all the way up to number one. Or it could be just enough of defeat where Jackson State falls to number two. Uh, or even number three, but Alabama State moving up to number two. Theoretically, there are at least three teams that are in the poll in terms of what goes on here or what that looks like. So it'll be fascinating. Two control their own destiny. Yes, two certainly control their own destiny in terms of things move forward. So I I think fascinating in a lot of ways with that. And the apparel deal for those that are asking about that is from Starter. Uh, Starter is the one that signed Ink the Deal. Uh, for Southern University's human jukebox in terms of starter becoming a a registered uh, supporter, if you were a parallel line, of the human jukebox. Pretty cool. It starts uh, HBCU series starting in 2023. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's get into our second break. We'll come back on the other side and really get into a little more of, of the football matchup. We gave you a breakdown on Sunday when we looked at the defensive and offensive players of the game uh, that happened to be um, uh, MEAC and SWAT players of the year, offensive, defensive for both teams. So we got a chance to really chop that up, bring that down to you, and even look a little bit about uh, some players on the offensive, defensive line that you need to consider. Then on Tuesday, we got a chance to talk about the head coaches, offensive, defensive coordinators. We're going a little different direction. People tend to forget there are actually three sides of the ball phases of the games as you hear uh, the prognosticators talk about in terms of analyzing games. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about what that looks like when you focus on the special teams. So we give you a little bit of that, and then we'll come back on the side and talk a little more about this game. What different aspects can you expect when you uh, turn your television or if you're in the stands looking live? Uh, it should be fascinating to watch. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last the second break, excuse me. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class yeah it runs from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service slow burn is waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. 
Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. <laughs> It's like a loop machine The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Charles Bishop and A.D. Jew. As I promised our viewers and lab listeners, as they get excited and packing up and getting ready to make this trip or making sure they finalize their house party for a watch party, as we see going around, which should be really cool. Um, I want to make sure I, as the years come along, I do not have the chance to come back. I want my uh, invite to some official watch parties as well. With that being said, I'm going to start with you, Charles, looking at North Carolina Central. One of the things that you have to notice is they don't necessarily have a designated special teams coach, uh, at least updated on their website in regards to what you see in football operations. But you know they have a coach, and you know that they spend a great deal of time in terms of what they do with special teams. So if you would, what are your thoughts in terms of what you've seen over the year, uh, particularly what you've reviewed over the last couple of weeks as you've studied to be able to provide some analysts uh, perspective of what to expect from North Carolina Central. You've done a great job in terms of breaking that down on Tuesday, but now I want you to specifically look at the special teams uh, in those phases, whether it's kickoff, kickoff returns, obviously field goal is what jumps out on a lot of folks in terms of point after. What are your thoughts in terms of where you would grade North Carolina Central on that uh, phase of the football matchup? Well, anytime you have an all-conference field goal kicker in Adrian Olivo, uh, that's the thing that jumps out for me with regards to North Carolina Central. Uh, he has been uh, pretty lights out with regards to his kick in this past season, 11-13 with regards to field goals. Uh, he's contributed 81 points uh, to this North Carolina Central team, 48 of 50 uh, with regards to PAT. So uh, that's one of those, uh, uh, you know, sort of things that, just keeps, that I keep an eye out for with regards to special teams. Uh, they're solid, in, in, uh, of course, in all phases, uh, offense, defense, and special teams. But uh, Adrian Olivo being an all-conference kicker, uh, that's one of those things that definitely jumped out for me. Good, good stuff in terms of North Carolina Central. Uh, same question to you, A.D. Drew, as we focus on it. Let's stick with the teams, North Carolina Central. Uh, and I know you're big in terms of breaking down and watching this game, particularly as you saw at the Division Two level. And you may not see um, – field goal kickers that are as adept as you see at the FCS level. Uh, so with that consideration and how much attention you pay to that, overall schematically, though, what do you think about uh, the special teams for North Carolina Central, particularly in this matchup? What I look at is Juan uh, Bellardi as the punter. That's the one that sticks out for me and possibly his ability to flip the field. You know, he's averaging over 40 yards per punt uh, on the season. And he has, let's see, he's got 12 of those inside the 20, and he's uh, hit four for 50 yards or more. He's got a long of 55 on the season. Only four touchbacks. So the opportunity to flip the field and possibly pin Jackson State deep in what a lot of people are expected to be a defensive battle. So, Five yards here, five yards there could make the difference in whether whether a team is able to score a touchdown, able to get uh, into field goal range, or have to punt or go forward on fourth down from about the 35 or 40-yard line where it's too, too far to kick but too close to punt. So that, that could be a determining factor on – Central being able to say into this ball game, those couple of yards that uh, Velarde may be able to pick up as they flip the field. Good. Sticking with you, Eddie Drew, now let's look at Jackson State University. What are your thoughts in terms of what they're able to do in the special teams uh, in that phase of the game again? And I, I have to go back to Velarde on this one. First of all, my brother, when you do punt the ball, 
you better either kick the ball five miles high in the air because you're going to need about a five, five and a half uh, second hang time or be able to directional kick the ball out of bounds because you do not want to kick the ball to anybody, anybody that Jackson State could possibly put back there to return a, a punt. So, I mean, you're looking at it. Uh, Gaines is averaging eight yards. Pope is averaging uh, th- 13 yards per return. Uh, Kevin Coleman is averaging almost nine yards per return. Uh, Petty's only been back there one time, but he popped that one for 18 yards. So, you know, in this particular ball game, Coach Prime is going to put the best returner for the situation uh, right there. And on the flip side, I hope that you can kick the ball out the back of the end zone when you have opportunity to kick the ball off. Because, I mean, Bolden, averaging 26 yards of return. Coleman, almost 25 yards of return. Uh, hey, uh, how you say Caleb's last name, uh, Charles? Jolivet? Did I get uh, it right? Jolivet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging 20 yards per return. So, I mean, whoever Jackson State puts back there in, in the punt game or the kicking game, they have a chance to, to break one. So it's going to be imperative for North Carolina Central kicker and punter to be able to directional kick. And just as important, those who are covering are going to have to not over-pursue, stay disciplined, and stay in their lanes because this is the type of game that will turn on a miscue on special teams one way or the other. Oh, man, yes. And and you talk about the advantage of being able to really start uh, your your offensive framework off in such good position when you're getting folks to give you 20, 15 yards a pop, um, pushing back like that. With that being said, let me go to get Charles' summation in terms of what this looks like. Obviously, you have Alan Ricard as assistant coach in special teams that is actually designated with that work according to uh, um, the website, what that looks like. What are your thoughts when you think about Jackson State's special teams? And you've seen it improve over the years, even just from last year, uh, a lot of improvement on various components of special teams, I would say particularly uh, with the freshman uh, that is leading the team in terms of what he's getting done as the kicker. Yeah, Alondra Mata. I mean, he's a second-team all-conference. Uh, he's had a tremendous season as well. Uh, he's, I believe he's 12 or 13 with regards to field goals, and I think that the 13th one uh, was one that was deflected. So uh, he's had a, a, a heck of a season. Uh, Coach Prime has a tremendous amount of confidence in him uh, in regards to uh, nailing uh, field goals from probably – I would guess 45 in. He's been tremendous. Uh, And then Jackson State has done a tremendous job with regards to uh, touchbacks. Uh, I mean, uh, they have consistently uh, had teams having to start deep in their own territory. So I think that's one of those things that you kind of keep in mind and you give that defense an opportunity uh, to get out there on the field and they make you have to go the length of the field. So uh, I think uh, advantage Jackson State in regards to that. But one person that we have not seen – through the course of the season, we've seen Kevin Coleman for the majority of the season uh, on Jackson State's kickoff returns. We haven't seen Zay Bolden. And then last time we really got a real good glimpse of Zay Bolden, uh, he was running back a kickoff last year in the SWAC championship. So uh, that has not been his primary duty, you know, this, this past season. That has fallen uh, in the hands of, of Kevin Coleman. So uh, you never know who you might see back there uh, this weekend. And then, of course, there's an ex-backer, a guy by the name of Travis Hunter. Uh, there, There's – always an opportunity that whenever you put uh, his hands on the ball, big things can happen. Ooh, I like that. Great points. Great points. Let's take our last break and get into our last segment. We'll be right back on the other side. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love them. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN. We really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. 
worry, Ma. We'll be there soon. We? Is this the one? Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loot machine. All around town, people trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. For this last segment, I want to get into some of the intangibles. The last part of the game where you can't literally just look at some data here and there. Uh, you can't look at particular players here and there, a coach. But what are some intangibles? What are your gut? What are some things that just stand out to you that we like to talk about in the barbershop or in the lab? A shout out to S. Curl in the barbershop downstairs. It got me kind of straight. In terms mm. of edging out, they got Charles looking good here as we went down there. Uh, as the executive director, John Grant, put us on the schedule to make sure that we were taken care of. Great conversations, as you always know, in the barbershop or beauty shop for that uh, component of it. But the players love it. They graded extremely high. Coaches even go in there and make sure they get tightened up, look right. They even do some braiding in there. Uh, so it's not just um, cutting hair, but they do braiding and they shout out the S-Curl. And you have um, the fact that you bring these barbers literally from all over the country. Uh, they get to mingle and talk and share in the establishment of the Celebration Bowl. So I think it's marvelous when you put that down. Uh, fascinating component uh, among the various things in there. Check out social media, Dr. Kenyatta video. I'll put some pictures up on Instagram and some comments on Twitter as well before the end of the day. So I I want to give a shout out as we talk about those intangibles here. More back to the intangibles, though. You know, there's always a lot of talk about the MEAC having all this time. 28 days is A.D. Drew, 28, 29 days, if you would, is A.D. Drew broke down from the MEAC's perspective. But oftentimes in the SWAC, it's almost as if you ignore the fact or it's like, all right, they have one week off or, you know, how much time do they have? And unlike what you may have seen with Gramlin playing in this game where they literally uh, had to play almost these back-to-backs as they had a break and then they played the Bayou Classic, then they played a championship game. If you think about it from Jackson State side of it, is they've had two weeks off, three weeks off as well. They had a break before they – a week off, two weeks before they played in the SWAT championship game, and then they get two weeks off as they go into the celebration mode. So when you calculate it like that, it's not like you have this tremendous amount of more time that is uh, put together by the MEAC. So I'm always curious about, you know, how much may or may that not play into it. So I'm going to go with you, A.D. Drew, first in terms of do you put a lot of stock in what a lot of people uh, seem to be or what they think is part of the advantages for the MEAC in terms of record versus what I think is you just have good two good teams and the MEAC has done better when these two teams collide over the first six games of this matchup? Uh, yeah. Uh, got, got to throw this in before I get into that. You know, Doc, uh, three things when a brother finds out that they always stick with, you find a good barber, <laughs> a good doctor, and a good mechanic. 
I wonder what these barbers had to do to get to make the cut list to get to get to Atlanta. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. So shout out to those people uh, who are cutting in, in, in that service uh, industry because exactly because because all it takes is a little it and you and you never see them again and you're gonna talk about them. But anyway, <laughs> back <laughs> back to the uh, football game. You know the one advantage, and this has nothing to do with the on the field that North Carolina Central really has over Jackson State with the long layover. They get a chance to take care of all the off the field business that they need, that they can uh, long before they get there. Who fits? Who the big meal for some tickets? Uh, you know. All, all that stuff, making sure mama, mama, you coming to the game, or daddy, you coming to the game, get getting all that stuff away. Okay, we gonna be staying at so and so and so, so this is our schedule. I'm only gonna be able to see you this day, this day. They get to handle all that stuff in those couple of weeks before the SWAC championship game. So once they find out who their final opponent is, they can really hone in on that opponent. Whereas the SWAC uh, kids, yeah. They they've got this in the back of their mind, but then there's a, there's a reality that Sunday after the SWAC championship game, all right, now we got to get this stuff. We got to uh, we got to figure out what we got to do as far as who we get tickets to. Then oh, Doctor Kavir, we also got this thing called finals that all these kids have had to deal with on both sides of it. That's true. That that, that occurred during this graduation so, for some graduations, and, and, that, and that's a whole other set of distractions. So maybe the BAC having all that time out, they could get all that other stuff out the way and then get back to football. You know, football, all right, they be having this graduation, they be having these finals, they be having these uh, projects and everything else. And then it, that's to get all that stuff off the way to really get back to football. That may be, you talk about intangible shows, that may be one intangible that the BAC will always have on the swag with that long layover, the ability to handle the off the field business a heck of a lot easier with, without as much pressure than the swag kids. Let me, let me, let me uh, answer that because I, I think that's a great point. Uh, but this Jackson State team is a little different. I mean, they operate under, uh, in, mm-hmm. they operate in an environment known as distraction. Uh, the, you can't forget that this is a team that's over the past three years has probably had three documentary crews following them around. You know, they they know where to sign the release, you know, with regards <laughs> to, you know, uh, being on camera, this, that, and the other. So uh, they're incredibly savvy in terms of uh, being able to, uh, lock in and 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 minimize uh, what we consider distractions. Uh, they have been tremendous in that regards, and and we've seen the manifestation of that uh, coming into this game, twelve and zero with you know God knows you know you name the distraction, you name the week, you know from who is swag to uh, is Dion leaving, uh, Dion's going now, and, and you know it, it doesn't matter. They, they have continued to just play lights out football. So they Don't forget literally about the pop ups from all his friends on campus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they literally operate, you know, under in an environment known as distraction. So uh, that's, you know, something that always, you know, has, has I've marveled at with regards to this team. So, uh, you know, other, other, other years I could see where that would be, you know, uh, something to kind of take a look at, but this Jackson State team, a little, a little different, a little different. Good stuff. Good stuff. When you talk about all the things that are going in there, but in terms of Charles going back to it a little bit, uh, what mm-hmm. are some intangibles though that you look at in terms of this matchup? Um, Dennis Thurman has been such a tremendous uh, coach, uh, such a tremendous defense coordinator. We're talking about number one defense in the nation, and just being around him, uh, it is amazing how simplistic he makes the, a game for his guys on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he's – and I know it, it sounds almost cliche, but uh, he understands what players can and can't do. So he's going to always put them in the best situation for them to perform. So you always 
have this uh, sense of, of knowing with regards to the personnel that's in that 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 is the appropriate personnel there there you know should they uh, you know uh, actually perform you know they were put in the right position and that's a, a tremendous level of confidence uh, as a fan that you go into each game with regards to watching this defense and you know uh, I, I've said it all year and it's not going to change in DT I trust you know uh, the principal one stop the run and. From there, you get to pin your ears back and come after. I, I got one other thing I want to throw out, Dr. Cavill. Yeah. Last time Central was in Atlanta, they found success, and that being the BX Squack Challenge. Uh, that was that was last year's opener, if I if I remember that correctly. That was the 2021 BX Swack Challenge. Whereas the last time Jackson State was in Atlanta, they did not find success, lose it in the celebration bowl. So we have to wonder is the Atlantic the Atlanta experience for a lot of those central players are still on this team. Their positive experience in Atlanta the last time that they were there, would they carry over that feeling that they carry over? Or and and then on the flip side with Jackson State, will this be all right, we know what we messed up at last time. We, we came to get it right. Or will the ghost of last year still, still linger on? These are just some of the questions that, that, that go through my mind uh, when I think about some, some of those little things that we may have to consider as we get ready to make our picks in this game. And I know Charles is going to say, no, they, they, those ghosts are, are dead. But these are just things that I like to throw out for discussion. Charles, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, ghosts don't bother them. They, they, you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. Yeah, I we, told you we, I'm talking about we, we, Yeah, we, 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 they're, they're like Ghostbusters. They exercise ghosts. I was going to tell the company line, man. He, they already got the script right there. This is what hey, you got to say. This is I, what I you got to say. Charles. And I was like, okay, yeah, five, four, three, no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we, we, we we supposed to be going at it. That's just a debate show, George. You can't. I know. I'm just, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I'm just messing with you, my brother. He literally threw all that off. I was like, what? Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, as we come to a close and we get to go through the rest of our responsibilities, we'll head over here to the Champions Dinner and get some things going like that. Um, we won't release our uh, thoughts in terms of who will pull out the game tomorrow or any final scores. Uh, A.D. Drew will do his on his show tomorrow at the game time. So I want to save that. Uh, we'll do some updates tomorrow morning as we uh, provide you with some great interviews of the dignitaries that will come through to give you some more thoughts about that. So check us out in the morning as we do our radio roll. And we'll get you some more insight in terms of games as we bring you players, coaches, um, athletic directors. The commissioner will probably come through to give you some updates of what's going on here as well as some more thoughts in terms of what's going on. With that, I want to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Uh, make sure you share our podcast with your friends or colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Ville, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab and the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington Charles Bishop, obviously with the clinical professor A.D. Drew today. Again, we want to thank you listening to Dr. Ville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. At 6 o'clock, obviously, a reminder that we are not scheduled to do a Sunday morning show uh, because of the travel with a lot of folks here. We'll see if we do a roundup next Sunday in terms of what that looks like. We might have a special edition sometime on Sunday before what you see AD and Brian normally do in terms of their night show. I might do the sneak and give you some time on we, that. We might actually do a Saturday night wrap-up show, uh, Dr. Cavill, since everybody will still be in town and still be fresh. Uh, Brian and I have talked about doing a Saturday night show. I like that. I like invite, that. Inviting everybody to a, to a location for a Saturday night show in place of both of our Sunday shows. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we'll make sure that we give you updates to so follow us on Twitter to see what that looks like. Uh, again, make sure you join AD Crew. And tomorrow night in terms of the game time uh, as they will be live over there at Mango's, Atlanta's Best Caribbean Food. That's 180 Auburn Avenue, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30303. Uh, again, that's Friday night, December 16, 7 p.m., 9 p.m. Uh, that's the game time show. They, inside the HBC Sports Lab will have you covered.
coverage tomorrow, starting at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, 10 o'clock Central Standard Time in regards uh, to Radio Rope as we get up and get you going. I think, you, I think you said that backwards. So, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, eight, it'll be 8 o'clock Central. 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Yeah, you said 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Still chasing. I appreciate the corrections in terms of uh, my timing, Eastern Standard. As you can see, I'm still getting that correct. Wait until I get over to Las Vegas and I got to go back the other way. It's really going to get interesting for everybody out there in terms of getting your updates. But check us out in the morning as it, you'll see us going live in terms of giving you some information there. I'm really excited about as we get to talk to players and some coaches and you get tired of just listening to us break it down. We're going to bring you inside with some of those players and get you going there. So this is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram is D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. That's Facebook and YouTube on inside HBC Sports Lab. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. A.D. Drew? Lecture. Dismiss. Uh, uh,